Welcome back to the Facts About Packs. It's Michaela Isler and Adam Belmar for an unplugged edition of the number one pack podcast in America. Oh, I really like this. I'm I'm, I'm excited for this, Michaela. Yeah, me too. And uh, I wanted to thank you and Amy and Dave Schild last week for filling in for me as I dealt with the Rona. It caught me last week, but a very mild case, feeling better this week. Uh, but appreciate y'all holding down the fort. Well, you're very kind to say so. And I think also to be so transparent, the uh, the Rona has touched everybody's lives for the last two years. And we're all really lucky in those of us who've lost people during this time. It's incredibly difficult and it's impacted our lives and our businesses. And I'm just glad that it was just a hiccup for us. This is, by the way, our 80th episode. We're going to call this an unplugged edition because it's just <laughs> Michaela and Adam. But 80 episodes, it feels, I'm proud of it. Yeah, this is remarkable considering where we started two and a half years ago. And I think it's also interesting that our 80th episode also falls on the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth's reign. I uh, am such a nerd that I did know that before you said it. I didn't watch anything. I spent a first career as a producer at Good Morning America. And if you were in the Washington Bureau of Good Morning America and anything like a Jubilee came about, you loved it because it was like the president leaving town. Nobody, all the eyes were on uh, what was going on at the palace with the queen. But I did hear people talking about it everywhere today, Michaela, including on Bloomberg Radio. Oh, well, look at us. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything either, but uh, what a remarkable, you know, reign that she's had and what a lovely, lovely woman. You know, the other thing that came up yesterday that I think we want to talk a little bit about is, uh, I don't know if you saw Adam, but Jamie Dimon, the president and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, announced that he is predicting an economic hurricane is coming our way. And it just got me thinking about our PAC managers and our PAC community and being prepared uh, for what does look like going to be some difficult times ahead for, for the business community. Yeah, I've been paying particularly close attention since the pandemic began to where we are on Wall Street and what business and the credit markets and what the Fed is doing is impacting the broader or macro business view. Um, and obviously that impacts us. We're business packs and associated with some of the most important enterprises in our country. But I also think a little bit, Michaela, about that truism that I learned in politics itself. Nothing is going to stop Election Day. It's coming no matter what. Absolutely. And I think one of the main messages, you know, for today is while we are in the thick of this election cycle and we've got about, what, six months left to go and a very important election in November. So all eyes are focused on getting through this election. You know, we need to be thinking about beyond the election and not only you know, the implications of the results of the election, we can't predict that right now, but but what does the economic environment mean for us as we enter into a new election cycle next year? Uh, Certainly and- headwinds. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. We talk about inflation. We know what's going on the ground for every single one of us, whether it's in the grocery store or at the gas pump or just not having enough money to do the things that we thought finally we were going to be able to do this summer. Um, It's getting harder to make sort of those dreams, those coronavirus lockdown dreams manifest. But um, I know that everyone's persevering and doing what they can and schools are letting out. I have a feeling that's probably what's happening around your house soon enough. 
We have the big kindergarten graduation tomorrow morning. It is hard to believe, uh, but we are, we've got the got the grandma in town, we've got the godmother, uh, the uncle, so we're all excited to see our little one move through kindergarten, and, and we're going to have a first grader after tomorrow, so exciting times. But, well, let's jump into kind of what all this means as we look ahead and what this economic environment is going to mean as we think about our solicitations and communicating with our employees. Um, you know, there could be layoffs coming our way. Um, but I think the fact of the matter is, is that we kind of talk about this all the time, Adam, but the facts about PACs are actually quite simple when you get down to it. Oh, they are. And I think that the workforce that we're all a part of, the labor force, has a voice. We all do. And what form we use it is usually a product of where we sit exactly. But for folks who can participate in an employee-funded PAC, it's very, very simple you know exactly where all that money is coming from. It's coming from people just like you who are making it an investment. And where it goes is also equally as transparent. The government through the FEC is able to share that information with every single one of us in almost real time these days. And PACs do a wonderful job. And everybody is very clear-eyed that no election in America is being bought for $5,000. These limits haven't changed in forever. It's a meaningful way to use your voice and support candidates who support you. And I think that's the message that we gonna we have to continue to, you know, communicate to our eligible employees. Uh, you know, I would argue the stakes, you know, haven't been higher, at least in recent memory from a business perspective. And whether or not we are facing potential workforce layoffs or uh, realignments or mergers and acquisitions, that the communications that we're doing now over the next six, eight, 10 months are going to be very, very important because quite frankly, there are going to be a lot of issues impacting all of our members um, and we need to be prepared and we need to be engaged with our employees on what the stakes are and what the issues are. You know, just to sort of keep the uh, feeling of unplugged, I'll tell you that as a practitioner in our space, a communications consultant, a producer, I get to work with a lot of companies who are talking about the government relations mission in their enterprise with their solicitable class. And a lot of times that means going a little bit beyond the simple nature of a PAC being a tool that's part of the government relations effort. It's about understanding how those relationships have really benefited us in real times. And I see companies telling amazing stories about how their work with government relations has led to them solving a problem or starting a new line of business or being able to be responsive in ways that most employees would never understand unless we tell that story. Absolutely. And I think, Adam, we've seen a, a big uptick in a lot of our members bringing employees to Washington again. Uh, In-person fly-ins and visits are really operating at full speed from what I can tell in this moment. And being able to you know, utilize all the tools in your government relations toolbox right now and continuing to build those relationships, I think are going to pay big dividends in whatever uncharted territory we're facing coming down the pike. Yeah, not since 2019 has the Manufactured Housing Institute put their homes on the National Mall. But that is happening right now. That is the kind of thing that really brings people who are trying to do meaningful change or bring the government's regulations in line with where the marketplace is to bear. And we're seeing it. 
and it is really positive. Um, and you know, another thing, and I think this is probably the hardest part of solicitations, you have to be able to communicate the fact that, that you're making an investment in your own business, in yourself and in your future, and that it's an investment that is worth sustaining. Once you grasp it, it seems obvious. And we see so many people who get involved in their pack and are able to help other people sort of see why we make this investment. But it is an investment and times are getting harder and harder, Michaela. They are. And I think you know, from its inception, when PACs were first created in the in the mid 1970s, it was uh, to allow you know uh, small dollar donors, just like our employees who are giving to these PACs, uh, to ha- be able to have that investment in a collective way. And so it allows you know, Adam, we talk about this all the time, but you know, the average contribution to our PACs is roughly around you know six hundred and twenty five dollars a year. So. The investment, quite frankly, you know, any amount of money in these uh, in this environment, I know, is hard to part with. However, combined with all of the employees that are giving these small dollar donors, you can really make a big impact. And I think that's another main message that our our organizations need to be communicating uh, to their employees and, and member organizations. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I guess I myself lose sight of that sometimes. Just the power of we when we're all pulling in the same direction and making that same investment the scale is obvious and important and it lets us reach out and touch a lot of people who are out there who support the same good policies that we do that are pro-business that are taking into consideration where the workforce is in america and how we incentivize people to get back into the labor force all of it but like you said michaela or maybe it was i who said it that uh, (laughs) you can't stop election day it's coming but one of the the sort of beauty parts of that is a realization that the post-election era will be quick upon us. And there's a conference coming up for us at NABPAC. And that's another sort of in-person return. And I know people are very excited about it. Yeah, we are very excited. It's been four years since we've been able to have our post-election conference in person. And it's just a great opportunity for our members to come together to sort of debrief on the election cycle, the outcomes of the elections, what this all means for the business community going forward in the new Congress. It's also an opportunity to network where we haven't really had that opportunity over the last several years, uh, obviously because of the pandemic. Uh, I, you know, People are very eager to get back together and in person and get away. Uh, I think one of our meeting planners called it, you know, revenge travel right now. And I'm, I'm getting the sense. Oh, that my God. I, I've not heard that term, but I, I think I identify with it. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, we launched our registration for our post-election conference that will be taking place this fall. And already, Adam, just incredible early returns and excitement, folks ready to to get out and travel and be down in sunny Florida for a couple of days to sort of reset and, you know, rewind after an crazy last two years. Yeah, I'm keyed in on the word you said, networking, because there's a tremendous amount of value that comes and we forget it way too fast about being with other people who are in the same industry that we are talking shop. And quite frankly, Michaela, the opportunity to talk to some of the senior people in our community is beyond important. And and it sort of makes me think a little bit about why I'm so excited. I know that the people who have quickly registered for this post-election conference have been there. They are so excited because they're going to see their friends and they know that they're going to have an amazing time. 
if you're a younger member of NAPAC, and maybe this is one of those first episodes of the Facts About Packs that you've listened to, you're not that loyal listener. We want you there. You need to be there. And you know what else? We want to have you on this show. There are so many things that we can share and stories that we can tell. And all of it is a part of getting together and being in person. NAPAC's always been about that, Michaela. Yeah, I think this is kind of an all call to our membership to reach out, raise your hand, let us know. We want to share your story. Uh, it's so important. I think, Adam, one thing we see, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will, is that you know we have really incredible listeners and, and downloads from week to week. And, and it does seem like those personal stories from practitioners who can talk about what they're seeing, what they're doing in this moment are some of our most uh, listened to shows. We don't normally share that much information, but I will agree with you and go one step further. It is always special in our community. We're in oftentimes large organizations, but if you're a pack manager, sometimes it feels like you're on an island. You've got a very small team. You're running an operation within an operation. And I mean, our audience knows this. But when you come together and find out that everyone around you is uh, really still there, and not just a face in a box and a window on a computer screen, you forget how much fun we can all have. And I'm really looking forward to it. Well, and I think that's sort of the beauty of this post-election conference coming when it is. We've intentionally described the conference as a review, a reset, and recharge. And we've allowed and built into the agenda a lot of networking opportunities, uh, much like we did at our annual conference uh, just a few months ago at the end of last year, but also uh, additional time for breakout sessions on key topics, uh, because we, the feedback we heard from that conference is that folks want to want to learn from one another and hear the stories and even maybe commiserate a little bit over the difficulties they're having or have had and how they overcame. Uh, and so not only will we have that opportunity at the conference, but we want to hear from you, as Adam said, and have you on the show to talk about in real time what you're facing. So there we did it. I think we just completed an unplugged episode of the Facts About Packs. I, I kind of liked it. I did too. This was really fun on this, I don't know, uh, gloomy day. This The skies have just opened and thunderstorms started, but, uh, but it's, it's been fun. It's starting to feel a lot like summer. It Thank is. you, everybody who tuned in, shared, and got involved in the Facts About Packs podcast this week. And that does it for this unplugged edition of the Facts About Packs podcast. Subscribe and meet us right back here next week. <laughs>